Are we live? We're live. What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome back to the Whiskey Jedi Podcast here on the channel. I am Jake Berlin. I am. Uh, I call myself. I'm not known as. I call myself the Whiskey Jedi. Uh, just a little show name here for this channel as I dive into uh, what is now all of the things that I love in film and TV. Uh, if you missed last week's or not last week's episode, the last episode, the most recent episode, um, you saw that uh, I'm kind of changing the format a little bit about the show. Uh, the things that I talk about, how frequently I talk about them, etc. Uh, the one thing that will not be changing is the whiskey portion of the show. And I have a really, uh, really cool one today. Um, I've done the whiskey itself on the uh, on the channel before, but I've never done this specific bottle. Um, it's, for lack of a better term, it's basically a old-fashioned in a bottle. Um, and I'll explain it when we get there. Well, we can talk about it. I'll show the bottle right now. Uh, on the rocks, premium cocktails. This is the old fashioned. Uh, and as you can see there, which I put on the thumbnail, the Knob Creek, um, which is the centerpiece of this cocktail. So we'll be talking about that. Going to get into a little bit of a Star Wars. I only have about tw about 30 minutes uh, before I jump onto some uh, uh, reactions, showdown reactions on a certain point of view. Um, but I want to jump in, talk a little bit, hang out with you guys, just get an episode in and so talk about some things that are going down in Star Wars. Um, two big things anyway. Uh, and we're going to be talking about them both. One, which has been talked about for a very long time, uh, that is the Star Wars Rebels possible sequel. And yes, it's it's been in conversation for quite a while. Quite a while. Last time I did an episode, uh, Ezra and Thrawn and their castings were popping up. And now that I'm doing this one, another one has popped up that Sabine Wren will officially be appearing inside uh, this series as well. And then we got a, a little a little Easter egg nugget um, earlier this week in Star Wars Visions, the first look at Star Wars anime, uh, which is really cool. So um, we're going to be talking about that a little bit as well. So let's just start it off with talking about some Rebels. Uh, one of the best animated shows that I personally like, uh, not just Star Wars, but in general. Um, I think the series capitalized on getting stronger as it, as it kind of went on. Um, even though season two, in my opinion, is the best, I think that the series as a whole is very strong. Uh, and the character development for a lot of characters is very strong as well. It went to places that uh, a lot of Star Wars properties wouldn't go. Uh, I mean, spoiler, it killed one of its main characters. Um, it left the galaxy in dark times at times. Uh, especially, you know, it, it's set in a certain period where it kind of has to. But uh, yeah, this series, uh, ever since the ending, is obviously... Uh, sparked a lot of conversation about when we will see it. Not if, but when, right? And then since the debut of The Mandalorian, it's been, uh, will it be live action? Will it be animation? Um, I'm in the camp where I, I don't care either way. Uh, I just want the story told. Uh, I personally just want the story told, whether it be live action or animation. I think animation obviously lends itself a little bit more because it would end up being a sequel to a previously animated show. Um so keeping that aligned with itself would obviously play in its favor, but with the emergence of the Mandalorian and then Andor, Obi Wan, all these other shows, uh, obviously Disney wants to capitalize on Star Wars live action on the small screen. Um, and one way to do that is to plant the Rebel series inside the bones of the Ahsoka series. Uh, that is where all of this is coming from. That 
Ezra, Thrawn, Sabine will all be appearing inside the Ahsoka series, and that will essentially be the Rebel sequel story. Um, nothing has been confirmed by any major camps at this point. It's all been hearsay by websites, but big time websites. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Hollywood, I want to say the Hollywood reporter, uh, revealed the Sabine Wren stuff earlier last week. I want to say it was, um, let me go and pull it up. Let's see. One day ago, THR. Yeah. The Hollywood reporter. Um, so they're the ones that talked about Sabine Wren possibly showing up in the Ozoka series. Now, when someone like the Hollywood Reporter steps in, then you know it's kind of legit. Uh, it's kind of a big thing. And, and the thing is with this one, and I'll start with Sabine because she is the one that's been talked about recently. Uh, Tia Sakar, who voiced the character, um, she she's a great actress. She popped up. The, the most recent film that I recognize her from, even though she's in a lot of stuff, is the Google movie, The Internship with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Uh, she was one of their team members. Um, and she's been voicing uh, Sabine Wren in, in anything that the character pops up in that needs a voice. The only issue is Sabine was modeled after Asian descent and Tia Sakar is not Asian descent. Um, and so that is where it kind of becomes an issue. Now, for me personally, if I had a choice, I would go with Tia Sakar and Harpy. I, I think you would cast her. I think she's great. I think she's the right age. Uh, I, I think she would fit the the character extremely well on the on the small screen or in live action, I should say. Um, but obviously, it would be a different look, right? It would just be different in live action compared to her animated character. Um, and that's when THR revealed. I don't know if it was THR that said it or not, but um, there were a couple names attached. Right, stand it. She's probably going to bark because she's about to get hungry. So. Um, which might have not been the best time for me to do this. Uh, let's see. I got to find the right article as far as what names were attached to this. Because I actually didn't recognize any of them. Which is why I am saying this. Um, there were no like major names attached to the, the possibility of this character being played by them. Uh, so let's see. August 11th was that, wasn't that long ago. So... Um, yeah, I should have looked at this beforehand, but that's all right. Uh, anyway, the only thing that I'm getting into is that Tia Sakar is more than likely not playing the character. So it's very similar to what happened with Ashley Eckstein and Ahsoka, right? Uh, Ashley Eckstein just wasn't fit to play the character. Not that she wasn't fit to play the character, but they wanted someone else to play the character live action. And that's okay. Like that, that's, I'm totally okay with that. I think Rosario Dawson was obviously playing a very different Ahsoka. Um, uh, but she modeled her Ahsoka after actually Eckstein, which is the important part. Now, if someone can model Sabine Wren after Tia Sakar, that's where the importance comes in. Um, but no, I'm I'm all for this story being told. It's it's in fact it's one of the Star Wars stories that I want told the most. I think that uh, the search for Ezra and Thrawn is something that people have been clamming for uh, ever since that last episode of Rebels a few years ago. Um, which seems so long ago, by the way, but it was, I want to say it was only like three years ago, uh, which is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you tell it in live action, right, you're probably only going to get about six episodes, maybe eight. If they go the Mandalorian route, you know, I, I know that Obi-Wan is supposedly going to be six. I see it more so in a limited series type like that with Ahsoka. Um, 
And you tell the story of Ahsoka and Sabine, right? They're the co-leads. You tell the story of Ahsoka and Sabine um, searching for Ezra and Thrawn, right? It kind of plays into what happened with the Mandalorian. I know there's a lot of conversation online about whether or not the Mandalorian took place before or after the events of the search for Ezra. Uh, and that's still up in the air. We don't know. Obviously, this series is going to tell that story. Um, so we don't exactly know what's going to happen. But I think it's a story that definitely needs to be told. Uh, Star, Like I said, I've said it multiple times. Star Wars fans want this story told. Um, you've already introduced Ahsoka into the galaxy. Uh, the next person to come would be Sabine, right? They went off. They ran together. Uh, they've been doing their thing for a little bit. Um, and I think that uh, if you're going to tell an Ahsoka story that doesn't connect to the events of what's happening to the Mandalorian, this is the story that needs to be told. Uh, it's really in all of her travels and we know a lot of Ahsoka travel stories and obviously you can create an original story with her that we wouldn't know about at this point in time. Um, but we know that she went off with Sabine to search for them. So why not tell that story? And plus, right, you have Dave Filoni involved in this part of the studio, right? These live action stories. It would kind of make sense for him to be like, we're going to tell an Ahsoka story and it's going to be this story. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think it's a great call. Uh, if it is, in fact, Ezra, Thrawn, Sabine, Ahsoka, it's, it's the four of them are kind of like the main leads. Uh, maybe two different stories going on at once, right? You have the search going on with Ahsoka and Sabine, and then you have the story of Ezra and Thrawn, wherever the hell they are together in that specific story. So I think uh, I think it's a no-brainer. I definitely think it's a no-brainer. And it's something that I want to see, especially after that episode with Ahsoka, the fact that that episode was probably one of my favorites of the Mandalorian in general. Uh, but I'm, I would love to see Sabine on screen. Now, the fact that now it comes down to, um, who do you cast as this character? Right. And maybe we'll be talking about that very shortly because there was kind of like an AKA shortlist revealed when the name was in, when the name was brought up, uh, by THR. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if one of those names does in fact become Sabine, but either way, I think there's multiple people that can play this character on the screen. Um, I don't think we need to worry about Tia Sakar playing her or not playing her. I know many people were upset by Ashley Eckstein not playing Ahsoka, but the fact of the matter is with Ashley Eckstein, I'm not saying she can't do it, but she's mainly a voice actress. Now Tia Sakar is an actress altogether. She's a voice and in or uh, on screen uh, actress as well. But when it came to Ashley Eckstein, she is about 99% voice actress, which plays a part of it. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Rebels on the Way, if it is in fact happening, is great. Uh, if Mina Masoud is playing Ezra, a thousand percent I'm for it. I think it's a great call. I think it's a perfect choice. Um, and then is if Lars Mikkelsen is playing Thrawn, I love it. Perfect. It's one of those situations where you can... With that character, right? I think there's a ton of people that can play Thrawn. Um, I think I think there's a lot of options that can play Thrawn out there. Uh, I know I know a lot of people go for Benedict Cumberbatch uh, because he kind of fits that build, right? The Khan character from Star Trek Into Darkness is very Thrawn-like. Uh, he he has a lot of those traits, but I don't want a big name in this role. I really don't. Um, especially if it's on Disney Plus, which it's nothing against, uh, nothing against being on the small screen. But I don't see Benedict Cumberbatch fitting into 
a role that is like that on Disney Plus series other than Doctor Strange. Um, plus, I I would I prefer Lars Mikkelsen. He voiced the character in Rebels. Like he he knows the character through and through. His voice is perfect, and he's an actor. He's an actual in person behind the, or in front of the camera actor. Um, so I'm not against that whatsoever. And I think that uh, I, I think it's if that's the route they go, I love it. Mina Masoud as Ezra. I've been saying it since Aladdin. He'd be the perfect choice. Lars Mikkelsen is as Thrawn. Again, perfect choice. I'm I'm all for it. Um, Ferris, to answer your question, I don't actually have a very comfortable chair right now. Uh, it's this little cheap desk chair. Doesn't even have it really back. Uh, it's funny. We've been talking about getting a chair for a little bit, but just haven't gotten one yet. Um, it's comfortable right now. It's actually Brian's old chair. Brian got a comfortable chair. He's like, I don't need this anymore. I was like, well, I'm moving. I need a chair. So I grabbed this chair and it's, I can also grab one from work if I really wanted to, but I kind of want to get myself a new one, nice, comfortable one that I can mold to myself. Uh, but it works for now. It, it totally works for now. Uh, I plan on getting something real comfortable in the future, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, so it, look, for all of you watching, if you're watching live or back on the replay, uh, either or, um, let me know what you guys think about Star Wars Rebels, man. It, have, have you seen it? Because uh, if you have not seen it, I highly, highly recommend. You don't need to watch anything before uh, to get into the series. I think that you can go in blind, just like many of us did, and watch it. Four seasons. Uh, they are about 27, 20 episodes a season. Um, but I highly recommend it. I, the first season uh, is... You know, the first season is very much like that kid-friendly version of the show. It takes a little bit to get into itself a little bit. What? What do you want? Huh? It takes a little bit to get its bearings, but um, after uh, after season one, and like I mentioned, season two is by far the best season. Vader comes into it. Maul comes into it. The Inquisitors are a lot more involved. Uh, and then season three and season four really get into that rebellion stuff. A lot of characters that are familiar pop up at season three and season four. Um, so I, I highly recommend it if you have not seen Rebels. So uh, I thought it was like a mob boss chair from this angle. No, I wish, man. I wish. Uh, it's really just a cheapo at the moment. It doesn't even have armrests. Uh, it's seriously just a, a button to back. And there, it's not really even much of a back either. Uh, but yeah, so check out Rebels if you have not. Um, all right, let's get to this whiskey. So I mentioned up top, On the Rocks Premium Cocktails. Now... Uh, it's basically old fashioned in a glass, um, but it features some Knob Creek bourbon, which has become one of my favorite bourbons. Um, I had the nine year age. This is just the basic bourbon, nothing specific for this one. Uh, but I had the nine year age and I did the nine year age here last year sometime on an episode. Uh, I'll put that link up in the corner. Boom. It'll pop up right there. Um, and so this is basically just old fashioned, everything mixed together. Uh, obviously doesn't have an ice cube and any of the special features like an old fashioned wood if you have it actually at the actual bar. Um, but here's what it says on the back. So it says staying true to the original recipe. We keep our old fashioned strong and simple using a generous pour of Knob Creek bourbon, whiskey, bitters, cane, sugar, orange, cherry, and lemon zest. So it's got a nice little mixture of it, uh, on the rocks. They actually do a lot of different styles of cocktails. Um, they do like margaritas and stuff like that that are inside the glass itself with mixes. And it's very good. It's very tasty. It, it has much more of an orange flavor than you would think. Um, but I'm all for it. And they're very, you know, they're smaller. Uh, so they're a bit on the cheaper end. And they're a great addition to have just a basic bourbon or, or whiskey in general in your uh, or on your bar. Um, 
So I highly recommend you can find them anywhere too. They're they're very accessible in multiple stores. My aunt actually brought this home for me uh, a number of months ago. I just cracked it open. I've had them before, but I just cracked it open. Uh, and she can get them at her local grocery store. That's like a nice little gas station store around the corner. Um, so they're pretty much everywhere. Uh, Nussbaum, we could get a Kenobi trailer in October since Hayden will be in New York City. You are correct. Uh, that is that is definitely uh, possible. I will say this though, Nussbaum. Um, we don't know when that series is going to drop. They're currently filming, and, and if I remember correctly, they actually finished filming. Um, say that series comes out after Andor, which I'm expecting it to. I'm not going to put money on it, but I'm expecting it to. Um, celebrations in May. Star Wars Celebrations in May. I have a feeling they're going to drop as much as they possibly can uh, or or save rather as much as they possibly can for Star Wars Celebration because we didn't get it last year. Or was it supposed to be this year? Holy crap. It's supposed to be like in a week originally. Yeah, it was supposed to be at the end of August this year. So I was supposed to be going into it next week. Uh, anyway, they were going to be dropping as much as they could then. And so I have a feeling being that it has been a little bit since the last one, especially something like Kenobi with the amount of people there that are just there for Star Wars, right? It's nothing against New York Comic-Con, but and I know how big New York Comic-Con is as well, but all of those people aren't there just for Star Wars. Star Wars Celebration is just Star Wars. So I have a feeling that they'll save the Kenobi trailer for that moment uh, where you can bring both Yuan and Hayden on screen together and show the trailer uh, along with um, Deborah Chow, who is directing the series and the rest of the cast, if, if they're there as well. Um, just imagine the moment that would be right. The first time that we see Hayden and Yuan McGregor back together on the stage in person, not separately, but in person uh, is at Star Wars Celebration and they are watching and dropping the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Um, I, I plus it's a little selfish reason just because I'll be there. Uh, I, I definitely would love that to happen. Um, plus, probably a little bit more on Andor. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Andor at New York Comic Con. Uh, th I think that's definitely possible as well. Andor at, at New York Comic Con would be possible as well uh, because I have a feeling that might come out beforehand. Um, so here's what here's what I think it might look like. I think it might be, look like as far as release schedule, we might get the Book of Boba Fett, we might get Andor, we'll get Obi Wan. And then we'll get uh, Mandalorian season three. Um, I think that's probably the order that we'll go with. Uh, it, I could be wrong. Uh, maybe the Book of Boba Fett too. You could get some footage on the Book of Boba Fett. Nice little tease uh, for fans in New York Comic Con, being that it will release in December. It might be a big event to do so. Uh, so who knows? Hold hold out. Hold your breath for that one. That that might be a good choice as well because that one is very very soon. It comes out in just like three months, four months, four months, uh, which is not that far away. Um, which I'm super pumped about, and I'll definitely be talking here. So, uh, all right, we'll finish up the show with talking some Star Wars visions about another five, 10 minutes or so. This show is really starting to get up on my radar. Uh, it already was. Um, oh, yeah, Star Wars Decoded, Bad Batch Season 2, too. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's no release date for that one yet, which is interesting, but um, I imagine it's probably going to be the same time as the first season. If it is like 16 episodes like last time, uh, I would probably guess that it's gonna really when did the when did it start last year this year six stop stop no 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 uh it came out on may the fourth right i think it came out on may the fourth or that week um so 
yeah, I mean, they've, pro- they've probably been working on season two for a while now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, dropped some stuff for that as well, being that it, it was so close to the end of this first season. Um, and if they stick with that May release, which I have a feeling they will, um, Bad Batch is definitely a possibility. There's so much coming. There's so much coming. Excuse the crying from the dog. She's she's supposed to eat at six, and that's her scheduled time, and she gets a little antsy. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot of Star Wars coming on Punta Bad. One of them being Star Wars Visions, which come out, comes out next month. And I am losing my mind over this series i'm so excited for what this series looks like Mm. no stop it uh star wars visions the first adventure into anime for star wars um super super pumped i think it's uh one of the cooler things that they have done uh i've said for a while that star wars starts needs to start doing new things rather than just live action or animated stuff the stuff they've done doing for years and anime is a perfect step into that right um you know you want to bring this entire mass audience that is anime into star wars this is the perfect way to do so um this this series is going to be amazing uh there's no details on on how far the episodes will be or how many or not how many there's going to be nine of them um or if they're going to release uh each week or all at once it's definitely up in the air but i'm 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 excited either way i think that this series looks beautiful uh, it's it's just visually stunning, and bringing all of these studios, all these anime studios into this universe is such a smart idea on Lucasfilm's part. Um, you're giving them the reins to not only use their style of storytelling, but allowing them to tell original stories uh, the way they want them told. Uh, now, now I'm cor- of course they probably said, hey, you can't use this time period or whatever, which is fine. Because just like every other uh, mythology or franchise, there's thousands of years to tell stories, especially with Star Wars. There's also thousands of planets. Um, planets and people are everywhere in Star Wars. And you can tell a story from the farthest reach of the galaxy compared to what we've gotten in the past. Um, okay, so that's what I thought, Decoded. I, I, I've been saying that they would all drop at once. Um, it makes sense that way. Plus, I have a feeling that they're probably going to be like 15, 20-minute episodes. No. Um, they're probably going to be like 15, 20-minute episodes in my mind. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to stick to that because they can tell so much in that time frame with animation or anime. Plus, the the animation style being anime is also very, very hard to do uh, over like 30 or 40 minutes. Um, you know, there's obviously movies and stuff like that, but there's not it's a lot to do for a 40 minute show like you would for like the Mandalorian or something. Right. Uh, and you can just do so much in 15 minutes with anime or even 20 minutes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a television show on, on TV, right. Where it's like 21, 22 minutes. And then you have the commercials in there that makes it a 30 minute show. Um, but I think that this is going to, this is going to bring a whole new audience into star Wars. Uh, I've said since the trailer dropped that the second it came out, um, I went through all of the studios that are involved and I wrote down a bunch of projects that I needed to watch. Because uh, if there's one thing that I'm very unfamiliar with, it's anime. Um, I have not adventured into it too much. Um, I have uh, very little experience when it comes to... Uh, excuse me. Uh, I have very little experience when it comes to anime, both film and television. Um, I've watched some, not all, of Avatar... 
I've watched some of the Studio Ghibli films as well, or Ghibli films. Um, but I want to I want to be prepared for when this show comes out. I want to be able to hold a conversation with people who are anime fans. I want to be uh, comfortable with what I'm watching and kind of the styles and the storytelling that are being told. Uh, so I'm going to be doing my research and homework before the show comes out. But I think it's so new and so fresh and so unique that it leaves me very, very excited. I think a lot of Star Wars fans should be very excited. Obviously, there are references to things that we know in Star Wars. There are people that show up that we know in Star Wars. But for the most part, it's going to be something completely new. And when it comes to Star Wars, that is always a huge plus. Uh, I I think it's a gigantic plus when that's the case. And so I think that uh, Star Wars Visions being one of these shows that was so unknown when it first was announced at that Disney online con. I forgot what they called it. Uh, but when, when everything was virtual um, and they announced this show, uh, it is quickly shooting up. every Everyone I talked to is excited about this show. Everyone I talk to is excited about this show. And so, uh, and it comes out September 22nd. It's a month away. It's a month away from Sunday. I mean, it's it's right around the corner. And it's just as the Bad Batch ends. It's going to be a nice little treat for us who are still waiting for the Book of Boba Fett because it will be the final thing that releases until we get the Book of Boba Fett. Um, but we'll have nine episodes to go through. Uh, nine episodes to watch once, watch twice, watch ten times, especially if you're a fan of anime. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward into diving more into that. I'll definitely be talking about that on here on the channel. Um, maybe pulling in a guest or two for that one. I do have an idea of who I'd like to talk to you on that. Uh, but it's something I'm excited about. And, and, you know, I, I'm looking forward to being educated because I know a lot about star Wars. There's a reason why I talk star Wars on this channel. Uh, but I don't, I don't know about anime. And so it's going to be something completely new for me while weaving in something that I do love. And so I'm very excited about that. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So, but yeah, that's that's kind of it, everybody. I think uh, it's a much shorter episode this week. I didn't have a whiskey on the show today that I can like dive in as far as history and stuff. I wanted to, I wanted something a little different this week. I wanted to uh, have a little spunk whiskey on, on hand and I wanted to have an old fashioned. It sounded good, uh, even though it's not, even though handmade ones in person at the bar is always better. This is a good substitute when you're at home or when you don't have uh, the bitters and stuff yourself to actually make one, uh, which I don't right now. I'm out. So I got to get some of that to get on it. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the Star Wars conversation. Um, we talked a little bit of Rebels, uh, not too much, just a little bit about the involvement of Sabine, uh, the possibilities of Ezra and uh, and Thrawn being casted. And then uh, obviously the latter conversation was about Star Wars visions and the uh, huge excitement i have for that series and so again look i i appreciate each and every one of you that come by each week or, or each show excuse me because it isn't each week but each show and hang out with me talk a little bit uh, whether you watch live or back on the replay this show is really just about me talking about things that i love i've said it multiple times um i'm not looking for a thousand viewers or whatever i just want to talk about things that i love and have people who want to talk about them with me um, and whether it's for 30 minutes like today or an hour or possibly two hours down the line, uh, that's just what I'm all about. So, uh, if you are interested in that type of stuff, uh, hit that subscribe button y'all. Um, and as I mentioned on last show and the beginning of this show, it's not just going to be star Wars going forward. Uh, star Wars will be the main it's, it's called the whiskey Jedi for a reason. Um, but I will also be including the things that I love. And I, I brought up a lot last week as far as Indiana Jones, Tron, Mad Max, Planet of the Apes, 
uh, stuff like that. Uh, obviously, Marvel will be involved as well, DC. And I've been watching Titans, and Titans might very well pop up on here very, very soon, um, as well as some random TV shows that I've been watching because uh, I love myself in television. And I thought I talked about that last week as well. So, um, again, thank you to everyone who joins me. I really appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. You guys are the best. I hope everyone has a great Thursday. If you're watching live right now, I'm jumping over on a certain point of view. You're in about 10 minutes. We're doing a Schmodown reaction to Liz Shannon Miller and David Del Rio. Uh, going to check out that singles tournament match. And then uh, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button, commenting, sharing, liking, uh, and just send the love, guys. Stay safe out there. Hope everyone has a great Thursday, great weekend. And I will uh, catch you guys later on the next Whiskey Jedi. Bye, guys.